0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. If we were to fast forward a little bit in the Gospel of John from today's reading, Jesus says this to Pontius Pilate, For this I was born, and for this I have come into the world to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. Pilate's response is simply this, what is truth? For Pilate, his mode of life was most likely to do anything to hold on to power or prestige, to maintain his standing in the Roman government. The assignment to govern Judea was not a prestigious one. And his experience in service of the Roman emperor would be decided with whoever was being favored by him at the time in order to serve his own interests. Pilate was looking out for number one. His truth would have been whatever the emperor thought was true. But this question, what is truth, is the question of our own modern age. People question even the existence of truth. Can truth be known? Can it be experienced? Is it possible that I can have my own truth and someone else can have theirs? What we are experiencing today is a challenge to Christianity, to the Christian and Catholic way of life, where the way that we live is being seen as outdated. Not modern, not up with the times. Some might look at the Catholic way of living and say that's oppressive. How can a person live that way? And we see that support of traditional morality is now subject to persecution, active persecution. Chief Executive Officer of Mozilla, the software developer. Some of you might have that software on your as a browser, internet browser. He was forced out of his position because he supported traditional marriage, causes that would support marriage between a man and a woman. How controversial should that be? To be pro-life is to be seen as one who is the oppressor of women, the rights of women. To claim that there is truth is seen as being discriminatory against other people, against other religions and philosophies. This, of course, is in stark contrast to the claim of our Lord. In the upper room, Jesus is telling the apostles of his forthcoming passion, death, and resurrection. Philip asks, how can we know where you were going? How can we know the way? It's a very interesting question because the apostles just spent three years with our Savior They experienced his divine virtue and holiness. They have seen his miracles. They have heard his preaching. They heard him say, if any man would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. They also heard him say, for this reason, the father loves me because I laid down my life that I may take it again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have the power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. They heard our Savior prophesy his passion, death, and resurrection. St. Matthew wrote, From that time Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes, and be killed, and on the third day, be raised. And we see even then, Peter, in that very same chapter of Matthew 16, attempted to rebuke the Lord, rejecting that he had, that Christ would have to suffer, die, and rise for our salvation. It seems amazing that Philip would even ask this question, It seems as if the apostles were deaf to what Jesus had been trying to tell them all along. Jesus' response to Philip is I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is life itself. He possesses the fullness of the Godhead. The apostles saw how he brought life to many who were sick. They even witnessed him raising Lazarus from the dead. Jesus is truth itself. We profess that it was through the Son of God that all things were made. We see how creation is imbued with a wonderful intelligibility and complexity, reflecting the infinite love of God for mankind. The Son of God having become man is the way because he lives the truth in every moment and revealed it to the disciples each and every day of his earthly life. The Lord reveals to us that to stand for truth, to stand for authentic love, to stand for him, means that we too will undergo suffering and even persecution. Because of the effect of original sin, to overcome the disorder of our own passions means that we will endure suffering in the process of overcoming our own sinfulness through the power of his grace. Embracing all the teachings of Christ and his church requires humility and an openness to endure suffering. It is through this suffering in the fight against our own sinfulness that we begin to experience true freedom and a glimpse of the resurrection as we begin to love God and to love neighbor more completely. When we embrace the fullness of Christ's teaching in our lives, we might experience misunderstanding and persecution from those still imbued with the spirit of the world. I had the privilege this past week of attending National Catholic Prayer Breakfast and Professor Robert George of Princeton gave a very powerful presentation and a poignant message about being a Catholic in this current age of political correctness and secular orthodoxy. This is what he said. To unashamedly proclaim the gospel in its fullness is to place in jeopardy one's security, one's personal aspirations and ambitions, The peace and tranquility one enjoys, one standing in polite society. One may in consequence of one's public witness be discriminated against and denied educational opportunities and the prestigious credentials they may offer. One may lose valuable opportunities for employment, professional advancement. One may be excluded from worldly recognition and honors of various sorts. One's witness may even cost one treasured friendships. It may produce familiar discord and even alienation from family members. Recall the words of our Lord when he said, Do you think that I have come to give peace on earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. For henceforth in one house there will be five divided, three against two and two against three. They will be divided father against son and son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against her mother, mother mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. We now live in an age of open hostility towards Catholic belief and practice. But this does not mean that we have to go around being depressed. It doesn't mean that we have to be downtrodden. It doesn't mean that we retreat from engagement with the world. That would be playing into the hands of those who would suppress the gospel. It is in these times of trial when great saints are raised up to witness to the truth. We have the example of the recently canonized Saint John Paul II who was courageous in his faithful witness as a Cardinal Archbishop of Krakow, and how he helped preserve the Catholic faith in Poland, and in whose worldwide witness and rich teaching have transformed the lives of countless people. His suffering under the yoke of communism bore fruit in Poland and Eastern Europe, who became free from religious oppression and persecution. It was the witness of those early Christian martyrs, including the martyrdom of most of the apostles, which eventually led to the conversion of an entire empire. Our witness is essential and important. Not simply to transform ourselves or to transform a society, to proclaim a message of salvation, to proclaim the truth that God has a plan for each and every one of us. And if we follow that plan, not only may we enjoy fulfillment in this life, but we have a savior who has prepared a place for us, that we have a prize to obtain, the pearl of great price, to obtain the resurrection of the body, to join with Christ in the resurrection, to live eternally in union with the Holy Trinity, That is what we are striving for. That is the love that we wish to proclaim. That Christ died for our sins and rose from the dead so that we might have life and have it abundantly. Therefore, let us not retreat from the cross. Let us not retreat from the gospel so that our faithful witness is a part of the mystical body of Christ will bring even those who oppose us to conversion and the life of the resurrection. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.